What's up, y'all? What's happening? And now, welcome to another episode of the Slim Podcast. Man, it's been a crazy week. Everybody's playing Cyberpunk. I look at my whole friends list and it's Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk. I'm debating every single day, should I go ahead and get this game? Because now that I know, I'm glad that I did wait and not pre-order because now I know, hey, don't get the PS4 version. At the same time, it's weird because the PS4 version... Although inferior, I should get it on PC, but it says that my my card can run it up to medium to sustain 60 frames per second. And if I go up to high, it'll dip down to 40, uh, 49 at the most. So if I custom, then it could be, you know, it can look really good like it's at a high and almost ultra just by cutting back on the shit that's not really necessary. And I should be able to play it beyond 60 frames. That being said, I'm, I don't know why I'm so shy on pulling the trigger. I don't know, bro. I don't know. But before we get all the way into it, let's talk about what we've been playing this week. And uh, hopefully I won't succumb to the pit pressure. Maybe I'll get it when it's, you know, all fixed up and I can grab it for like a quick 40 and then I'm happy. I don't know. I don't know. I still want to get Ghost of Tsushima. I need to stop buying new games for just a quick hot minute because it's a bunch of stuff I got to get rid of. But anyway. When I get rid of it, uh, finish up. But uh, yeah, let's jump into it. Waste no time. Um, I have... What did I play this week? Oh, well, screw uh, what I've been playing. My bad, y'all. Let's get into the anime I've been watching. So I jumped on over from Psychopath Season 1 to Season 2. I finished Season 2. Honestly and truthfully, Season 2 of Psychopath was vastly superior to the first. It was incredibly better. I've never seen an improvement from one season to the next so hard like i don't know what to call it but if if season two was season one and like some parts of season one was you know condensed down to like i don't know a five episode ova bruh out of this would have easily been my favorite anime one of my favorite like top 10 animes if if season two was season one but um let's not look back and let's look in the present Bruh, season two is so much better. And here comes the spoilers, y'all. So I'll put in another timestamp to skip the spoilers for y'all. Uh, just be ready for that. Now, the thing is, season two, it went past the... It, it was... All right. The thing that I hated about season one was that it was covering so much basic shit when it came to psychological and sociology, you know, uh, theoretical endeavors you know what I'm saying just exploring it with a good fictional concept and I and I was you know I like the concept itself I love the source material I love the foundation of the story but god damn I was like what is all this basic shit all right so we're quoting these philosophers and we're bringing up these authors and you know the mention of uh, uh, uh um do robots dream of electric sheep and shit and I'm just like okay cool 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 that's nice to have, but when we're going to take this a step further, like we got a whole anime world that we built here and you're not taking it a step further. You just exemplifying characters who have different stances based on the philosophers that they idolize and or choose to live by in order to live their life based on a status quo that the civil system puts upon them. That makes sense. That's just people going along in an environment that they live in. And of course, there has to be someone who rebels against it if there is some who are for it. Fine. Makes sense. This is what made the antagonist and the supporting character, Ko, 
way more interesting than the main character and the others. But seeing as the main character is supposed to be a blank slate learning all of these peaks and valleys of uh, psychological and sociology, uh, sociology, it's like it's hard to really care at that point because everybody around you is it's 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 worse it it doesn't really work for me when the main character is the only one lost and everybody else is like on a whole nother level of thinking because it's like damn it's you're 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 meshing together these characters but it's such a huge gap between them and the only redeeming quality is the interaction where they have to admit they're her naivete or i guess you could say willful naivete or chosen naivete is so reminiscent of being childlike you know or the ways that they were before they became the latent criminal enforcers that they are now and they miss having that mindset but it's the one thing that you cannot undo you can't go back to being willfully ignorant you know what i mean you can't blissfully blissful ignorance is as temporary as reverence you know what i mean it's something that you just can't really get back after it's gone so it's like it's hard for me to just really you know see those uh these two different warring personalities try to coexist when every time that becomes the main issue okay you just really don't know huh okay you just really don't know huh it's kind of like socializing with people on twitter and you don't really know because they hide behind an anime profile picture or some type of fucking athletes uh a uh, uh, picture you know what I'm saying on their profile pic and it turns out the mother you talking about the you talking to bro he's like fucking 16 yo this chick you talking to she's like fucking 17 still don't know shit about the world ignorant as fuck hopeful for life and everybody in the world to be fair <laughs> by default you know what i mean so it's a lot of these shits that you know just, just don't really just get across you know what i mean Whew. yeah i think that's exactly it so anyway season two though starts with the banger and it does exactly what i wanted it takes everything and it goes a step further it questions things beyond the initial this is what it is and now we're going like okay now that we've established this is what this is, what if a motherfucker rose up and started exploiting the flaws of the whole system? And I'm like, yes, that's much better writing because it everything being relative, that's directly parallel to like modern life and the flaws within our systems in our societies, whether it be your um you know, your style of government in your country, whether it be uh, your economic systems, whether it be your education systems, whatever systems it may be, hell, even if you say it's the Twitch or YouTube or algorithms, you know what I'm saying? It's just all man-made, and anything man-made can be can be and will be flawed. So because of that, they decided to take it another logical step and expose the flaws of the system, which was perfectly ingenious and when they did that i was immediately hooked i was like hell yeah son it's like the second episode and i'm glued let's fucking go now we get to the next few episodes and they come to find out that the dude their antagonist is a flaw and contradiction of the system itself and they brought up the deity paradox or the god paradox um, which is to say that, uh, if, if an all powerful om omnipotence paradox, excuse me, um, if an all, if an all powerful omnipotent being were to create something that can defeat him, 
then that will that there will be the paradox in itself because of course a god would not create something that's more powerful than he but at the same time if he cannot do so then that would expose the fact that he's not all powerful it's like say if he were to, if a god were to create uh, the example they use in the anime well if a god were to create a boulder that he could not lift or remove then that would immediately contradict his godhood and his superiority whereas if he chooses not to or says he doesn't want to make such boulder then that would also contradict his omnipotence and all powerfulness so that's the whole thing and that's one of the oldest but most profound uh um i guess you could say um it's not exactly philosophy but it's a philosophical debate so to speak or 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 just one of the many more more prominent paradoxes that are just fucking great and uh i love it bro it's it's super good and that and that whole thing was brought up to basically question um can there be a person made by the civil system or at least a person who is who they are now thanks to the influence and or involvement of the civil system that can actually contradict the system itself and when it came down to the wire the only way to expose that paradox is you have to make sure that either either the person in question is not all powerful or yeah either the person is not in question is not all powerful 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 or you would have to make mo both of these elements meet one another and they would either kill each other cancel each other out or one will evolve and then defeat the other and that's exactly what happened that the uh, main character had to come across was that we just gonna have to let this guy who was the living embodiment of a contradiction to the system and could not be made public and nobody could find out that he existed or else it would show the chinking armor of the system which was deemed to be all-powerful and super successful in fixing society for so long now this guy the only thing I hated about season two was the explanation of the villain and his backstory. Basically, he could not be scanned by any scanners. No, uh, was cymatic scanners could not recognize him. Uh, his uh, psychopath was always clear, never muddled. And he was a genius to the point where he was able to use hollows to disguise himself as people but they were like super advanced hollows because not only was he disguised himself as people, but also people who were children and then he would just age them up or older people and then age them down and then use that model as a hollow to, you know, hologram, uh, ho yeah, to just a holographic cloak of his person. And he could just show up as anybody and they would never recognize. So basically that's the whole thing. It's like, I'm like I'm when I looked into that and they were building the suspense about oh he's a genius and using these hollows and he can't be beat by the system and the system don't even recognize him they don't even see him and I'm just like oh shit okay this dude dope he figured something out that nobody figured out about the system I'm thinking they about to go into some technological shit I'm thinking they about to get real deep into it you know what I'm saying all type of stuff to real clever but then they just up and said yeah so there was a plane crash a while back that killed hundreds of people and all the people died except one. So they took all the limbs and even the brain pieces from other people and put it all together to fix this one boy. And this is who he is. And that's why his cymatic scans cannot be recognized. And the reason why he can't be uh, scanned in the uh, with the denominators. And I'm like, 
with the Dominators. Shit, why well, I keep saying the Dominators? But anyway, it would be kind of a cool name. But yeah, and I'm like, damn. So you mean to tell me? I'm thinking that he figured something out, or maybe he hit some type of psychological awakening that allows him to exude a certain frequency where the scans just 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 put a fritz on the uh, system you know what i mean or some shit like i'm thinking this dude just you know <laughs> he got so woke that he couldn't be identified as an existent being so <laughs> you know what I, mean? I think it's gonna be some cool shit like that but nah it was like yeah so he got a lot of motherfuckers inside of him you know what i mean they just he, he pulled the piccolo he not getting stronger. He just got mamas inside him. So yeah, I'm just like, fuck it. I'll take it, I guess. And at least they had the nerve to walk it back and not oversell it. Because they were like, man, this is... What did they say? They said this is more a type of thing where it was such a revolutionary and risky surgery that we're pretty sure we wouldn't be able to do it again and pull it off successfully. And I'm like, okay, good. You walked it back. And, you know, they introduced this, uh, the chairman's, uh, or what was it, the director, the director's son, before she became this amalgam of, you know, hive minds that is the civil system. And he was one of the other enforcers, and he's just like a psychopath that just loved to turn other people's psychopaths black, and all type of shit. And this dude, and, and, and he fits the, um, he fits the Frederick Nietzsche, um, philosophy to a t because first nietzsche oftentimes uh used to if i recall correctly i think it's, it's nietzsche but he or, or was it pavlov one of the two um said that uh human beings are mostly their personality defined by their sexuality and oftentimes um males who achieve greatness oftentimes have a strong infatuation with their own mother but um this dude was just, was kind of the same way you know he was like super super crazy about oh mama you're so beautiful nothing is allowed to radiate more than you you're all powerful blah 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 he was at the point of worshiping his mom like a fucking weird ass you know what i mean and they engineered him as a kid to just be asymptomatic and not have any remorse to anything that's evil or, or anything like that. So that way he could always keep his psychopaths clear no matter what horrible things he does. And he sits, they showed him as a kid, he was the only child that was able to beat a puppy to death with a stick and not feel anything behind that shit. And then run to his mama with open arms and he should say, here you go, baby, it's a brand new puppy for you. You did good. And then he just looked at the puppy and just immediately started stabbing that motherfucker with a with a blank face like just just poker face bro so yeah it's it they go there basically is what i'm saying all this for and um damn good anime bro uh, whoever whoever did the writing for season two if you are new and wasn't on board for season one i, I need somebody to give you a nice smack on the ass for me because you did a good job i'm proud of you however many of y'all y'all did good but um yeah, good old psychopaths. Still want my boy Cole to come back. They fucking with me. But, um, sure. Now, yeah. Anyway, season two, psychopaths. 8.5 out of 10. Yeah. I almost want to give it a 9. Almost. But anyway. <clears throat> I kind of want to talk more about the new girl that joined the team. Because they did a pretty uh, clever thing with her. And it was super fucking smart. But, moving on. What I've been playing this week, basically, uh, beep, 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 beep. I wanted to get back in the Remnant from the Ashes, 
But to be honest, I'm tired of playing it, and it's not exactly motivating, and can't really co-op. Like talking about, I found somebody to co-op with out of a, a, the Fetch Life Discord, but it's like, damn. If bro, it the problem with Remnant from the Ashes, it does not change environment often enough. Like I would go into the world, and it would be like a desolate like city, and then that city would be, you know, what I mean. It's post-apocalyptic, everything's fucked up city, or big-ass desert. And if it ain't that, it's an underground fallout bunker. And after that, it's nothing else. Everything is those three environments. I'm fucking sick of it. I've been playing the game for more than what? I think I put more than 20 or so hours into that game, and I've only seen three environments. That's fucking dumb. I can't get down with that and i finally got a a, a a scenery change when we got into the labyrinth but shit just started to go back to being the regular shit again and it's not making any sense anymore um because i tried to use this freaking um this thing to open this uh to open this freaking gate or whatever it's like this big ugly thing with these lights shining to it and if you get close to the door then it'll burn you and I can't open it for some reason. I guess it's bugged or whatever. Or something I didn't do. But the, the game is so aimless. You don't really know what the fuck to do or where to go. Like, I, I, I compared it to Dark Souls with guns. But the problem with that comparison is you don't really get any direction like you would in Dark Souls. I've played all the Souls games myself with no, like, guide, no directions, no nothing. I just played this shit. And... You just explore and you'll eventually find your way. Fucking Remnant, I explored and explored and explored and I kept going in circles. I don't want to see that fucking desert anymore. I don't want to go into another fucking uh, underground bunker that looks the same as the other ones anymore. I just, I just want to make, I want to feel like I'm making progress. God damn. You know what I'm saying? And it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard. Hopefully if I have a friend that'll make me interested in it again, I'll play it. But for right now, that shit can kick rocks. Anyway, <sighs> but uh, other than that, I have been playing, um, why is my mouse not showing? Let's see. I think this week is going to be the week we go ahead and jump into Dondara because I don't really, um, I'm tired of looking at it the way it is, so I want to check it out see how cool it is. And, and basically just to get a good feel of it. I just, I just... Need something fresh that don't cost me $67. You know what I'm saying? $64. Anyway, I have put more into uh, Star Wars Jedi uh, Fallen Order in order to get back to where I left off. A lot of stuff. I think I'm past the point where I left off. Yeah, I think I am. Uh, doing pretty good at that. And uh, it's still good. I'm enjoying it. It's taking me back to the heydays of good adventure games. You know what I mean? Which they were far and few in between. But this one was amazing had a great having a great time I'm loving it i'm loving it so much that i want to slow burn off of it like i don't want to burn and just run through it and then it's over with like i don't even want to finish some games be so good you don't want to finish it i did that's how it was for me in fallout new vegas but yeah i think fallout new vegas took me like fucking four years to but uh yeah man good game hadn't really played a lot most of the games i've been playing was multiplayer this week because it's mostly just trying to ease my mind i guess but anyway it's very relaxing when I get to kill people easy on ARAMs or clicking heads in their therapeutic. So anyway, I guess we could jump into the news and not uh, have this thing drawn on too long. How that sound? First thing on the docket over at Guru3D 
MSI gets hit by theft. 2.2 million won worth of MSI GeForce RTX 3090 graphics cards stolen. As if the 3090 was not in tight supply already. MSI has seen some awful news as 2.2 million won worth of cards have been stolen from the china factory it's a big heist when you think about it no less than 40 cargo units holding nvidia's flagship rtx 3090s have been stolen which hints towards an inside job the cards are worth 2.2 million won which is roughly 336,500 us dollars inside however is still investigating the exact numbers and quantities Earlier on, a tweet was posted about this theft, and you can see the screenshot below. Have some stated the news to be fake. Guru3D, however, spoken with MSI, who confirms the theft. Police report has been filed, and reward of 100k won, or 12.5k euro, has been issued for the person who provided you some information, leading to catching the thieves. So, there we go. Basically, them boys didn't hit a leak, and I don't mean, damn. Like, how am I supposed to feel? Damn. I mean, I know silicon ain't cheap to come by, so it's hard for them to manufacture these items. And it's already a shortage. But they hit a lick like that and didn't get caught? Bruh. I'm kind of not mad at them. <laughs> like, I kind of respect it. But I don't condone theft. That shit is trash. And you're the lowest of the lowest of a human if you want to steal something. Alright? The two worst type of human beings on this earth, even worse than a racist, is stingy people and... Thieves. Those are the two worst types of people. If you ain't got no principle, then you ain't got no reason to live. Anyway, let's move on. Next on the docket, Nintendo shuts down Eticon controller memorial sparking backlash. So, over on Polygon, written by Owen S. Good, a lethal threat from Nintendo has shut down the manufacturing and sale of custom-designed Joy-Con controllers honoring Desmond Etika MO5, or as a MOFA. Anyway, my boy Etika. Though the cease and desist demand was sent more than two months ago, news of it broke this weekend and new and drew widespread condemnation for Nintendo on social media. The controllers called Eticons earned more than thirty-six thousand dollars in funding on Indiegogo in August nineteen. Shortly after Amofa died, Amofa died. How do I pronounce this boy's last name? With a YouTube following of more than eight hundred thousand. Etika was celebrated for his over-the-top reaction videos and his fandom for Super Smash Bros. and other Nintendo franchises. Etika died by suicide in June 19 after uploading a disturbing video in which he discussed thoughts of self-harm. Late Sunday evening, the Indiegogo project's creator, Captain underscore Alex, said that Nintendo sent him the C&D and the end of, at the end of September, proceeds from each sale had gone to the G JED Foundation, whose mission is to support the mental health of teens and young adults to prevent suicide. So, basically, Nintendo fumbled the bag again. And that's been the running thing this past week or two. Uh, a lot of people have been very mad at Nintendo. Uh, I guess that's understandable. But Nintendo has been running rampant with some crazy action. It's kind of sad to see. But... That's the way love goes. I don't know what else to say. I'm still, I mean, I still stand by what I said, what was that, last week or week before? When they were canceling the tournaments? It's like, bro, I mean, shit. They're Japanese. They already got, uh, 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 you know, a reputation with lollicons in Japan. Nintendo needs to make sure that their image is not associated with any type of um pedo behavior, bro. It's just not something that they want. Okay, and it makes sense for them to not want that. That's smart. 
I can't blame them. But um, next on the topic, I don't, I'm tired of talking about that. Gangs are breaking into fast-moving lords to steal PS5s. It never ends. People out here hitting licks, bro. All right, so... Over the weekend, the Times reported that deliveries of PlayStations, TVs, cosmetics, mobile, mobile phones, and cigarettes have all been raided in recent months using a stunt known as the rollover. This involves gangs using multiple cars to box in a lorry going at speeds of up to 500 miles per 50, 50 miles per hour. <laughs> One gang member climbs out secured by rope through a sunroof or modified hatch that uses cutting tools or a crowbar to break into the lorry, climb aboard, and throw out the goods. And they even got some videos of it. The Times said the rollover has been used at least 27 times this year to September and that figure has risen to re in recent weeks as gangs attempt to cash in on pre-Christmas deliveries or expensive goods. Apparently, police have issued alerts to haulers over the tactic. The paper spoke to a career criminal. The paper spoke, excuse me, spoke to a career criminal who said gangs were focusing on goods in transit because of heightened security elsewhere in the supply chain. According to the report, several raids targeted luxury goods sold by department stores belonging to tech companies. Blah 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 blah. Basically, yeah, people be stealing, bro. And this is me this is not a new format this is me just jumping right in because like i say i have to record later in the day there's not a lot of peace and quiet around here so i have to do this as soon as i can and uh, i'm just jumping in i got the articles and everything beforehand and right now i'm just going in straight up blind so last thing that i want to cover is the game awards of 2020 the jeff Keeley palooza and basically um the biggest things that um uh, were revealed let's see one of the coolest things that were revealed was a perfect dark and this is me going off of memory of the things that i like um mass effect 4 seems interesting um what else hmm i tried to play the scavengers uh battle royale that they introduced but here's the thing i played the tutorial passed out that night because i couldn't stay awake and i was up all day and all the night before doing shit so i couldn't really just stay conscious long enough to play it so i i closed the game i shut down my computer i go to bed and i wake back up and i try to boot the game up and the shit just wanted to it just no first the anti-cheat didn't want to then i boot the game around the anti-cheat and then it didn't want to boot into the game it would just do the lobby matchmake me and then kick me out the game so i'm just like all right fuck it fuck it fuck it fuck it this shit does not work it's hella beta and i'm i'll leave it alone maybe if it's looking interesting later i'll fuck with it but not right now um open world action adventure crimson desert gets a trailer look very interesting they remind me of my dragon dogma boy you know i be crazy about that dragon dogma ah that shit makes me fucking horny anyway next disco elysium gets a final cut one of the games that i've had my eye on a long time and wanted to actually play um because it looks damn good and i hear a lot of good things about it so we'll be trying it eventually and now callisto protocol is supposed to be some type of call pack or call pack call back the dead space maybe i might give a fuck about it um back for blood looks good i wanted it to be left for dead 3 i thought it was when i was watching the trailer i was like damn we're getting left for dead 3 this is fucking great but it ain't it's back for blood so yeah i do want to play that actually i might act wait when is that shit supposed to come out i forget but it's supposed to be 
it's supposed to be a, 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 a you could sign up for the for the beta or some shit and it means I'd have to actually talk to my friends and see if they'd be actually willing but they already sold their souls to Genshin Impact but we'll see if they're willing to actually be cool for a change let's see hmm I can't recall the release date but I know that I signed up for the like beta or whatever but anyway yeah, that one looks super good, super interesting, and can't wait for that shit. And basically, um, Sephiroth, you know? I mean, makes sense. Of course, it's another sword user, but makes sense. What if they're going to put every villain? We need M. Bison. <laughs> we got two Shotos and no villain from Street Fighter. We need an M. Bison. But anyway, that's pretty much everything on the docket and pretty much the entire episode of the podcast so this is where i gotta tell y'all that i appreciate you and i just want you to know that uh, it'd be nice and i really would love it i really would appreciate it if there could be you know if, if you could subscribe if you like the content and uh leave me a comment and let me know some feedback what you like what you didn't like and how i can improve and i also would like it if you would like the video that'd be nice as well and you know maybe check out the twitter to keep up with the updates and the crazy shit that i be tweeting we just hit 300 followers on twitter so yeah we doing something and the listeners over at spotify and only spotify i got something to tell y'all all right spotify listeners y'all are amazing you're beautiful and i appreciate it and it's only to my spotify all right anyway y'all take care of yourselves enjoy the rest of your monday and or week, and I'll see you in seven days. And always remember the channel motto, intentions are the most important, actions ain't nothing but loud, and words don't mean a damn thing. Y'all take care of yourselves, and peace.